I'm walking out here on the streets of the Kenyan capital Nairobi. It's a bright sunny day and you can see the smiles on people's faces as they walk about. Well, you can see their smiles because they're not wearing masks. The question is, is the COVID pandemic over? Welcome back to a brand new series of Africa Science Focus. This is Season 3. From here on, you'll hear weekly news shots that aim to keep you up to date with the latest in technology, medicine and scientific research from across the continent. It was in December of 2019 when the first COVID-19 outbreak was recorded in Wuhan, China. Since then, the world has seen global lockdowns, closed borders and healthcare systems stretched to breaking point. But what's happening now? Is the pandemic over? Or are we poised for a new deadly phase? We go onto the streets of Nairobi, Kenya to find out what local residents remember of the past two years and whether they believe COVID-19 is still prevalent throughout Africa. Michael Kaloki reports. At any time during the past two years, did you feel worried or threatened by COVID-19? Um, my name is Tony Karioki. I'm a resident of Nairobi. Of course, definitely I felt threatened because, for instance, our Minister of Health every day uh, will come and to announce progress with COVID and every time we will see that it get overwhelmed. We used to get overwhelmed or it, it felt very exhausting and very scary that when you hear stories of people actually succumbing to corona, it worries you and scares you. Okay, my name is uh, Bernardo Tieno, a resident of Nairobi. At the start when the first case was uh, announced here in Kenya, I remember I was so scared. We, we were in school and my dad called that I should go back home with immediate effect. So. He told me, don't worry, everything is going to be okay. But later on, as things started moving on, I started uh, getting off the worry that I used to have. And now I was not even wearing mask at some point in time. That is during the 2020 era when that COVID was still very, very powerful. I was, my, my fear had, had already vanished and I was okay. So do you think the pandemic is over? I think the pandemic is over because so far I've not seen any severe case in the COVID disease, with the COVID disease, yes. And uh, things are moving on well. The business are now revamping back and everything is now returning back to normalcy. Yeah, the pandemic is gone. I think the pandemic is not over uh, but because of government's new rule, it feels, uh, most of us, um, the residents of Nairobi, feels like the pandemic is over. But when you look at global news, uh, there are serious, there's some serious cases around the world. Michael went in search of clarification to find out if there is still a global pandemic and if it still plagues Africa. Dr. Opiayo Ogundiran works closely with SARS-CoV-2 as the epidemiology lead for the regional COVID-19 response at the WHO World Health Organization Regional Office for Africa. Doctor, is the COVID pandemic over in Africa? 
Not yet. Unfortunately, not yet. Um, that's a narrative we've tried to keep going as we're seeing a steady decline in the number of cases. In the past week alone, um, we had over 17,000, close to 18,000 new COVID-19 cases with unfortunately over 230 new deaths just in the past week. So it is definitely not over. But what we've seen over the past few weeks is a steady decline in the number of cases and deaths reported. We've seen this decline for about 16 weeks in the number of cases and in the number of deaths, we've seen it for about eight weeks. And this was following the upsurge that was reported following the identification of the Omicron variant, which we saw an upsurge at the end of last year. Um, when we look at this pattern across the different subregions, so the northern, the western, the central, the eastern, and the southern parts of Africa, it's uniform. So we're seeing a steady decline uniformly across the different patterns. And I'll easily pick a country like South Africa, where we've seen a steady decline from the beginning of the year. Um, when we look at the past two weeks, South Africa reported a 6% decline in the number of cases reported and a 45% decline in the number of deaths. And this is in spite of the country reporting two new sub-lineages of the Omicron variant. So in summary, no, we are not yet at the end of the pandemic, even though in recent weeks we've seen quite an improvement in the situation of the pandemic. What is the situation on the continent in some of the other countries? You mentioned South Africa. What about some of the other countries on the continent? Um, so we at WHO have a classification criteria where we use to prioritize the type of, of response. It helps us focus on the countries that need the highest priority of operational response. And um, that classification puts them into situations of concern. As of the last classification we did this week, all countries in the African region except two were at the lowest um, level, which we call the low incidence. Several African governments have in the recent past relaxed COVID restrictions they had imposed when the pandemic hit. For example, one doesn't need to wear masks out on the streets here in Kenya anymore. Do you think COVID will disappear on the continent over the coming months or do you fear a resurgence as things start to open up? Any of those two scenarios of COVID gradually disappearing, quote-unquote, or seeing a resurgence is, is, a, is a possibility with a virus that continues to transmit um, amongst many populations. But maybe what needs to then be said is the WHO recently released the 2022 Strategic Preparedness, Readiness and Response Plans to help guide its member states with what priority actions should look like as we go into this third year of the pandemic. It paints out three possible scenarios. We have uh, what we call a base case scenario, whereby it's what we see as of today. The virus continues to evolve. The severity significantly reduces over time as we improve the level of immunity, either due to um, vaccine use or the amount of people that have actually been exposed. And because of that, we would see a gradual decrease in the number of the amount of severe disease and deaths. Um, because of that, we might see periodic spikes in transmission and we might then come to see something like a seasonal pattern. So that's scenario-based scenario where we are as of today. In a best case scenario, 
uh, we would see the emergence of a future variant that is clearly less severe than what we have today. Um, the current protection that we have for disease is maintained without the need of any periodic boosting um, using vaccinations or any alterations to the existing vaccinations. But there's also a worst case scenario, which we call a reset, whereby a new variant emerges. It's more virulent, it's more highly transmissible, and um, we see that the current vaccines that we have are less effective. People who have natural immunity are not very, very protected from the new variant. And then we see increase in severity and deaths. Um, in that, we would need a full-blown reset, you know, which would require significant alterations to the current vaccines that we have, um, a full redeployment of booster doses and, you know, that type of scenario. So those are pretty much the three case scenarios, which include what you've um, proposed as during your question. There are methods to prevent the worst case scenario described by Dr. Ogundiran. Dressing contacts and a robust testing program are the backbone to any pandemic response. It allows governing bodies to track the spread of the virus and identify hotspots where emerging variants may appear, hopefully permitting swift action and isolation of the contagion. Despite the WHO Regional Director for Africa, Dr. Machidi Somoeti, calling for more testing, 22 countries across the continent are no longer carrying out any kind of contact tracing. But there is a more obvious method of transmission prevention that has started to get the axe, one that I am sure you would instantly notice. Whilst 43 countries in Africa still enforce wearing a mask, four countries have recently retired the strategy. This includes Ghana and Kenya. Do you wear masks out on the streets and if so, why? My name is Christine, a resident of Nairobi. I do wear my mask even if we are told it's not mandatory. One, because I am working and I'm always in town. When I go back home, I'm babysitting my nieces and nephews, so I need to take care of them and make sure that they are okay. So that's why I wear my mask for protection. And also, I'm accustomed to it. It's something that I'm used to, so I just adapted to it, and I like the feeling. And I'm also standing out because it's like 10% of... <laughs> The Nairobians are wearing masks, so it's a good way of standing out. Hi, my name is Cairo Karega, resident of Nairobi. Personally, I don't like wearing masks at all. I felt like they were not making me breathe well. It's like suffocating me, kind of. I want to smile freely and laugh and talk and everything. My name is Edwin Austin, a Nairobian resident, and I must say that uh, what my friend Karega just said actually holds semblance to what I might take on mask. The mask for me was actually quite an adornment. I liked to wear the mask because it rhymed with how I wore. If I was wearing black, I would go for a black mask. I'm in blue, I went for a blue mask. And now the government comes out and be like, you don't have to wear them. Now I can't just do it for style. Before, I could hide it in the fact that I'm trying to wear it to help in the containment of the virus. But now these days, I try to wear it for adornment and then I look like the black sheep, so to say. Dr. Simon Kigondo, Secretary General of Kenya Medical Association, sheds some light on why some of our guests from the streets of Nairobi continue to wear them, even though it isn't a legal requirement. 
with that question we go back to what was the reason for wearing masks so the mask mandate was put uh, one to minimize uh, the spread of COVID-19. COVID-19 at that time was identified as an airborne disease and therefore reduces the, something like what is called the disease load. For instance, if you have COVID and you have a mask, the amount of COVID that you spread in a mask is less than if there was no mask. Now, that said, mask mandates are based on um, their positivity rate it has been shown that the positivity rate has actually gone down and with the positivity rate going down then it says that there, there, there is a less number of people or concentration of people who have COVID and therefore you can move around with masks. That said, a habit once developed which has become a habit uh, of a mask uh, once developed becomes very difficult to uh, uh, remove and uh, secondly, you want just to prevent yourself from getting COVID-19. The other group of people who may continue wearing masks are um, people who got COVID. And the, 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 the feeling of COVID was not very nice. So the, you will find those may uh, see. And thirdly, there are those whose uh, relatives, for instance, or they know people who got COVID firsthand and may have passed on. So they are afraid. So they would actually keep uh, uh, masks on. Although virulence or the danger associated with COVID-19 appears to be decreasing over time, Africa and the rest of the world is still in the midst of a pandemic. In the past two years, the African continent has reported over 11.7 million infections, which have resulted in over one quarter of a million deaths. For now, it is advisable that you adhere to the governmental advice in your region and take precautionary steps to look after your own health and well-being, especially if you are considered vulnerable. For more information on the COVID-19 pandemic in Africa, you can visit our website www.sideb.net That's www.scidev.net Or if you want to listen back to any of our previous episodes, you can find them on your favorite podcast app. Today's show was produced by Harrison Lewis with editing by Ben Dayton and reporting from Michael Kaloki. I'm Halima Athmani. Until next week, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by Sidev.net and distributed in association with your local radio station.